Hello again, and happy Friday to you. This is another bonus episode of the Friend of God podcast. The messages here are still from Friendship Baptist Church located in Sturgis, Mississippi, but they are from evening and special services throughout the year. You will hear mostly from Pastor Jeremy, but you'll also be hearing from other staff members and guests from time to time. Without any further delay, let's go right to the message. Enjoy. This evening we're going to look at 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. We're going to look at his coming. So 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Many of you could identify with this next statement that I'm going to make. And the statement is, is so true for many of us that we have, or I have, forgotten more than I remember these days. Maybe you find yourself often having to leave notes, post-its, uh, scribble something down, keep a cha- calendar, a, a planner, or something to keep your thoughts together. But I believe that I've forgotten more than I remember these days. An illustration was given of this, of worship reminders. It says, Thou shalt not come to service late, nor for the amen refuse to wait, when speaks the organ's sweet refrain, the noisy tongue thou shalt refrain. But when the hymns are sounded out, thou shalt lift thy voice and shout. And when the anthem thou shalt hear, thy sticky voice thou shalt not clear. The inmost seat thou shalt leave free, for, the, for more must share the pew with thee. The offering plate thou shalt not fear, but give thine uttermost with cheer. Thou shalt, not, thou shalt the minister give heed, nor blame him when thou art disagreed. Unto thy neighbor thou shalt bend, and if a stranger, make a friend. Thou shalt in every way be compassionate, kind, considerate, and tender of mind, and so by all thy spirit's grace thou shalt show God within this place. It's a powerful reminder of all the things which we sometimes forget, that the church or in the presence of God is a holy and sacred place. So as we are gathered, as you are gathered around your phone, your monitor, computer screen, um, television, wherever you're streaming this from, Remember that even though we're not physically in the building, we're still in a place of worship. And that's still a place that we want to give adherence to the gospel, adherence to the Spirit of God, that He is moving and active and able in our lives. So we remember in these, in these passages ahead, the words of the prophets and the commands of the Lord and the Savior and, and what they say, but also spoken by the, by the apostles. Verse 1 and 2 of this chapter says, This is now, beloved, the second letter I'm writing to you, in which I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder, that you should remember the words spoken beforehand by the holy prophets and, com- and the commandment of the Lord and Savior spoken by your apostles. Remember the things which you have learned. Remember the reverence which you ought to come with. But remember in your life the things which 
hath been spoken to you that the prophets have spoken of, of our Lord and Savior. And don't forget those things. Don't ignore some part of the biblical accounts. You know, so many people ignore some of the parts of the Bible and, and they just take some things and, say, and they try to support how we live. But take it in its entirety. The Word of God, the Scriptures of God, are meant to be taken in their entirety. They are, they are best taken in the context, in the time, in the period they were written, but they are meant to be taken in their entirety, not just a piece here or a piece there to support the way we live or the choices you make. Also, the whole picture is a more complete way to live versus just taking one puzzle piece. We think about a puzzle. The puzzle is just a whole gathering of pieces that come together to form something united. Something, as it's put together, begins to take shape. A picture or something is revealed in the midst of all of those pieces. The more pieces that are put together, Scripture in context the better the whole picture impacts your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Therefore, we are not to pick and choose. The entirety of the Bible is all applicable. The teachings of the apostles, the commandments of the Lord, what is written in God's Word is applicable in the entirety of its sense. So both old and new, We don't need to mark out and live by what we want. We need to live according to it all. Be diligent and do the work when we are listening and seeing people in this world. Look at what you're reading and what you're hearing and what you're consuming, and don't just take it as it comes. Read it for yourself. That's why it's so important that you are spending a great amount of time right now, now that many of us do have time, not all of us, but many of us do have a lot of time on our hands, to be those that seek after God's Word more than anything else right now, knowing what it says, what it means, so that when we hear it or when we need to make use of it, we know what's there. Be diligent and do the work. The apostles and those that came before you wrote those so that you might know and be able to live according to them. So not only that, but we need to figure out how to deal with the noise that comes from our culture or comes from our crowd. How do you deal with the noise that comes around? How do you deal with those who challenge your faith? How do you deal with those that challenge the faith in Jesus is the only means of salvation, how do you deal with the noise? Do you dismiss it and shake your head, or do you address it with biblical support? The Bible reminds us that if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. So dealing with the noise that comes from the crowd or comes from culture is something that that even during 2 Peter 3, they had to deal with. Verses 3 and 4 address this. It says, Know this, first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lusts. 
and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. There are many who are aware of the promises of God, but to them it's mere information. To them it's mere debate of something they can use in the midst of a time when they're talking to a believer in Christ. But you and I must understand the timing of the Lord is not our timing, but in the greatest sense, we deal with the culture around us. We combat the culture around us. We combat the crowd that comes at us with the Word of God and the truths of Scripture. We don't live in a time where we can say, well, the Bible says so. We have to be those who are students of the Bible. We have to continuously allow for His Word to manifest in our lives. We have to continuously feed off of Scripture each and every day so that when we need to recall or when we face an issue or when we face a person that is skeptical trying to figure out how to believe, we stand on the Word of God. It says what it needs to say. We are meant to draw near to Him, and He will draw near to us, and He will give us the words to say, and He will have, have that moment of time, the words that come back to us will be His words. So the Word of God is a way that we combat the world. Verses 5 through 7. Verse 5 says, For when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the Word of God the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of the water and by water, through which the world at that time was destroyed, being flooded with water. But by his word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. The world around us will soon pass away, but the message is still the same. He would want the whole world to be saved. Now some respond, but all respond in their way. Some respond and some will deny. But the message of repentance and salvation should not change. There are many of those fellow believers in Christ that act as if the Word of God and the message of God are fluid. They continue to change. They do not change. In fact, there are many things we cannot rely on. There are many things we cannot base every decision and every life choice on, but we can base our life around our belief in Jesus Christ and His salvation and His Word that is there for us. Repentance is the message the world needs to hear at this time and every time, and that repentance and salvation should not change. When Lorenzo de Misi, the dictator of Florence, lay dying, he sent for the noted priest reformer, Girolamo Savronilla. He said, Sire, standing beside the bed of a dying tyrant, God is good, God is merciful, but for his forgiveness, three things on your part are necessary. What are they, whispered Lorenzo? You must have a sure and lively faith in the mercy of God. I have that, said Lorenzo. Then, he said, 
you must restore all your ill-gotten wealth or at least charge your sons to restore it in your name. The dictator hesitated but reluctantly nodded in the affirmative. Finally, you must restore the liberties of Florence. With this, Lorenzo bristled, his eyes flashing with anger. He turned his face to the wall as as to say he would sooner go to hell than do that. Repentance. Repentance means that we turn from our ways and we follow him. That we seek forgiveness from our past by the admission of our sins. And he washes our sins as white as snow. Like they never existed. We remember the lessons learned so that we don't do them again. So that we we have the strength of God and the power of God to help us overcome those. But also we understand that's no longer us. To be a believer in Christ means that we understand we were bought with a, with a price. And we are therefore born again in Him. We are a new creation. So forgiveness, repentance is the message that's afforded to all of us. On this very day, if you need repentance and you walk away saying there'll be another day, another time, that's a denial of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But if on this day you say, I do need Jesus more than anything else, then this day I pray that you respond. We understand Fourthly, that the Lord's time is not our time. God's time is not our time. We often think of 24 hours. We think of seven days a week, 365 days a year. We think of all these things that represent time. But time, in the Lord's eyes, is so much different than us. While we see the present circumstances that we're in and the difficulties of this age... It's merely a, it's just merely a small speck on the, on the livelihood of the world that God is in charge of. Our time is not his time. And there are many that say, when's the Lord coming back? When's the Lord coming? Or I think because of all the things going on in the world right now, the Lord is surely nigh. He's coming. He's near. Or someone says, well, I've got a direct word from the Lord. He told me he's coming soon. There have been so many people over even my lifetime that have said they had that distinct word from God. We are not to know the day, the time, the hour We just must be prepared when it comes. Each and every one of us and those who came before us had to come to a point in their life where they're either accepting of Jesus or they deny Jesus. And each and every one of us go through things in our life which are similar, and some of us go through so many things which are distinctly different. That's what makes us unique. But Christ came to save us all. His time is not our time. Verse 8 says, But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. The Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. For all to come to repentance. There are many that that would discern and, and, and hypothesize that, that 
when everybody has a chance to know Christ, when all of the unreached people groups all over the world have an opportunity to call on him as Lord and Savior, when everybody gets a chance, what about your chance? What about your time? Where are you in your relationship with Jesus Christ? There is an illustration given about being double parked. It says, perhaps you saw the cartoon in New Yorker depicting an American couple dashing up the steps of the Louvre in Paris, shouting, where's the Mona Lisa? We're double parked. Physically, mentally, and emotionally, we are all double parked. We are in a hurry. Schedule is our master. The clock is our altar. If we miss the signal light, we are uptight. We do not have time for conversation, for people, for family, or the church. Are we, are you double part? So busy and wrapped up in the things around you, the things that we're dealing with in these very days, the world itself, our schedules, our time, that you are not taking the time to focus in and hear God calling out for you. So in this passage in 2 Peter 3, it's meant to show purpose of why we're here and why we do what we do, to help us understand how to react when people question the faith that we have, reminding us to be diligent in our study of the Word and being able to have a reproof or a response when we, we have that come about us to deal with, but also to understand where our true power and might comes from, that every man stands in judgment before an almighty God. And repentance is afforded to each and every person. Each and every individual has to come and has to respond to the offering that Christ has so sacrificially given us. So will you on this day repent from your sins, accept his salvation, or will you choose to perish on this day, that the end of your life is just where you go into the ground. It's more than that. The end of your life is either you have acknowledged Jesus as Lord and Savior before then, or you have accepted your, your permanent resting place will be in hell itself. Hell is a real place. It is eternal torment for the remainder of eternity. But you have a choice. You have a way, and Jesus is that way. In the midst of a, a grand thing like we've been dealing with in the past few weeks and we'll deal with in the next weeks, without Jesus, I don't think I would be here. And I know many of you would agree with that. But maybe you're here and you don't know why. Maybe you're struggling and trying to deal with everything all by yourself. Maybe you think that your life is just a summation of all the things which you've done wrong, regrets, temptations, mess-ups. I want you to know that Jesus died for you to have freedom in him, to you to have repentance in him. We cannot go backwards. I cannot help you deal with yesterday. The only thing you can deal with is right here and now. Do you need to know Jesus Christ? Don't let anything separate you if you believe God is calling you. Because we know that once Christ has us in his hands, that he never lets go.
that he's with us forever. You can't lose it. You can't get rid of it once you're a child of God. Once you're his, he is yours, and he will draw near to you if you draw near to him. So this time, I'm going to invite you to respond. That means that you've heard the message. You've heard what 2 Peter 3 had to say. Now what are you going to respond? What are you going to do? How do you feel God's speaking to you right here and now? Don't use a computer screen as an excuse. Well, I'm not in church. Don't use anything as an excuse. You're right where God intends for you to be, right here, right now. And God may be speaking to you, calling you right here, right now, to trust and believe in him. And it might be a frightening thing to do because that means that you've got to change the way you live and the things which you do. But accepting his gift of salvation and repentance is like taking all of that heaviness off your heart and your soul and finding peace and hope and forgiveness in a way that you never, ever had, and it lasts. It never, ever ends. We all deal with heartache and sorrow, difficulties and setbacks, but we who have the Lord endure to the end. So I'm going to invite you as I pray to respond right where you are. Great Heavenly Father, God, we come today. God, we ask that you redeem our souls. God, if there's someone that's, that's trying to come to terms with the sin that they have so heavily entangled themselves in, God, I pray that you provide a way, a path in their mind and remind them that Jesus was that path where the world looks around and sees all kinds of things, you are the way. Heavenly Father, we live in a world of multiple choice, but Heavenly Father, it's very easy. Jesus was the only way. So God, I pray if someone is looking for salvation, forgiveness, repentance, that God, they take that step right here, right now, wherever they are. Heavenly Father, there's peace, there's hope. God, there's a newness at the foot of the cross. So God, I pray in this moment, in this time, God, I pray that you draw them near and that you let them know that they are loved beyond measure. And Heavenly Father, once we are a child of yours, we're always a child of yours. God, but we have a, a stance that we ought to live according to your word, that we ought to be quick to, to listen, God, to hear what you have to say, and slow to speak. So God, give us the words to say when others challenge our faith. Help us in the days to come to be able to utilize Scripture in such a way that it glorifies you and your kingdom. God, give us the determination and the passion to know that this too will pass. This season will pass. But your word and your promises, they never change. Father God, in a world of temporary fixes, God, you are the eternal promise. So God, we just lift this up to you and this time. It's in your mighty name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Friday bonus episode of the Friend of God podcast. We know that your time is the most valuable commodity that you possess. 
and we are enormously grateful that you chose to share it with us. If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com, or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fbcms. Both links can be found in the show notes below. If you would leave a rating or review of our new podcast, we would be very appreciative. And if you would go as far as to share it with others, we would be eternally grateful. We pray that you have a God-filled weekend, and remember, love God, love people, and reach the world.